Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast, the podcast focused on helping civil engineering professionals succeed by exposing them to interesting civil engineering projects and successful civil engineering professionals around the world. Hosts Anthony Fasano and Christian Knutson had successful but unconventional civil engineering careers and now focus on helping civil engineering professionals achieve their goals in work and life. Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and this is the podcast specifically for civil engineers who want to succeed. All right, in today's episode, I talked to Grady Hillhouse, a civil engineer in San Antonio, Texas, who's doing something very interesting as a hobby on the side of his civil engineering career, which is growing a massive YouTube channel. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it is how it overlaps with his career and how I think it's helping civil engineers in addition to people that want to learn a little bit about engineering. Before we get into the main segment of our show, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Listen up later on in this podcast for my advice on how to advance your career in 2018. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your civil engineering licensure exam, including an exclusive 20% discount available only to our listeners. So please do not miss that. And on that note, I also want to say that because of the success of the civil engineering podcast and the growth that we've experienced, we're actually considering possibly going to a weekly show as opposed to every other week. It's not a guarantee as of yet, but we're strongly considering it. So if you know of a company out there that might want to sponsor the podcast to help us to keep it free for our listeners, which is definitely a huge goal of ours that we really want to maintain, please have them contact myself, afasano at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org or simply visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and go to the contact webpage. One of the other things I want to mention real quickly is we have our next session of the Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop starting April 23rd. So you still have a couple of weeks to register for it and you can enroll a team from your firm or you can enroll as an individual in our professional or professional plus track. And what you're going to get is five weeks of engineering management training on topics like effective communication, how to network and build relationships, how to make sure you're productive and billable, how to build your expertise improve your public speaking skills, and also a session on leadership and how to be a powerful leader in the engineering world. These are live skill building sessions, all right? And if you're on a corporate team, you'll also have to do a project. If you're individual, you'll have assignments. We really want to help you learn these things. And you can do the whole course in about two hours a week over the five weeks, and I promise it'll have long-lasting effects for you. You could check out all the details at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer tomanager.com and there are PDHs included if you need them in most U.S. states. All right, so I want to get into my conversation with Grady here. Before we do that, I want to give him a little bit more of an introduction just so you understand his background. Grady Hillhouse is a civil engineer and project manager with Freeze and Nichols in San Antonio, Texas. He specializes in public sector water resources projects, primarily in the field of dams and hydraulic structures. Grady also runs the YouTube channel Practical Engineering, providing demonstrations of engineering concepts geared towards the general public. All right, now it's time to jump into today's civil engineering conversation with Grady. 
Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, now I'd like to welcome Grady Hillhouse onto the Civil Engineering Podcast. Grady is a civil engineer and project manager down in San Antonio, Texas, and he also has a very interesting, I guess, hobby you could call it on the side that we're going to talk about. Grady, welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. First of all, you've got this little YouTube channel on the side of your civil engineering career that has about a half a million subscribers called Practical Engineering, which we'll get into. But before we go there, Grady, can you tell our listeners who are mostly CE professionals what you do as a civil engineer on a day-to-day basis, just so they can learn a little bit about you? I work for a private consulting firm here in San Antonio called Friesen Nichols managing projects and doing just, you know, general project engineering type stuff. I focus primarily on dams and hydraulic structures. Our company has probably about 60 folks that focus on dams, levees, and large hydraulic structures. So I'm a project manager in that group. And that's pretty much what I work on a day-to-day basis. That's a good sized group. So you guys must have a, a good amount of work in that field. So let's get into what we're here to talk about today. So I was on LinkedIn a few weeks ago or a few months ago, and somebody had posted a video about a hundred year storm or, you know, what actually is the hundred year storm and the hundred year flood. And I started watching it as a civil engineer who did a lot of stormwater work would. And I found that really, it was really interesting. It was practical. It was, uh, it kind of explained things. And it even, I honestly learned things that I didn't know, even though I spent years doing stormwater design. And so then I start clicking over to the YouTube channel and I'm like, wow, this is like a big, big YouTube channel. And then I start delving into it a little bit more. And I said, who would do this? Like who's doing these videos? And I track it back to Grady and I find him on LinkedIn. And sure enough, he's a civil engineer, a practicing civil engineer. And the first thing I said was, I've got to interview this guy on a civil engineering podcast and uh, found out or find out why he built up this channel or how everything happened. So Let's dive into it, Grady. Tell us how this YouTube channel, this hobby started for you. It's not a super long story, really. I think kind of where it started was I was given some woodworking tools from my father-in-law, and I didn't know anything about woodworking. So obviously, you know, I got online to start learning about that. You know, before then, I had used YouTube just like probably most people use it, you know, to search for videos of how to do things or funny videos or things like that. But when I started watching woodworking YouTube videos, I realized that it, you know, it was a little bit more than that. And these people had subscribers who would watch every video they put out and they had created a community. I thought that was really interesting. I never, I didn't really realize it. And so as I, you know, continued to kind of learn how to do woodworking and then watch these channels, it just got, it was something that, that I thought maybe I would want to try to do myself. And then at the same time, my wife, who was a a teacher at the time would invite me to to come to her school and talk about engineering to the kids. You know, I always would try to build a demonstration of some kind to make the presentations a little bit more interactive and interesting. I kind of realized when I would give these presentations, a lot of the teachers would come up and talk to me about what I, you know, had presented on. And I slowly kind of realized, like, people don't have that much exposure to the field of engineering. And it's interesting. You know, I really love my career. I love what I do. And so if I can, I don't know, make that interesting to other people and explain my passion about my job to other people, I think that's pretty cool. And so those two things kind of combined and I just started (laughs) just for fun 
tried to make a few videos, you know, explaining some different topics in engineering. And a lot of people found it really interesting. And so that just motivated me to keep working on it. And over the past maybe three years, it's just really taken off. And <laughs> it's been really surprising, really exciting and uh, a lot of fun. Let's talk about this for those listeners that aren't familiar with the channel. We should probably maybe give them a little bit more of a description. So essentially, at some point in time, I know because I went through the channel quite a bit, at some point in time, you kind of switched over early on going more towards this idea of practical engineering, which essentially is taking engineering topics and talking about them from a very basic sense, like what is land surveying? You have a video about the basics of concrete, which is really interesting. You have another one about thermal expansion, which you frame out as like why bridges move. And so are these topics, Grady, that you just come up with from your own career or like do people ask you questions or? It's a good mix. I keep a running list of things that I think are just interesting topics in engineering. Some of them do come up from comments or questions people have asked me. Some are just things that, that I don't know very much about and I want to explore on my own, you know, just for my own edification, if nothing else. But mostly, you know, I try to make them to where I can build something or do something tangible that can demonstrate the concept. That's really a valuable teaching tool. And it's just fun. You know, I like going out to work in my garage and for me, it makes it a lot more fun to make the videos, but I think it helps a lot to cement those, you know, concepts that can sometimes be abstract, especially to people who are not technical or not engineers. And just for scaling reference for the listeners, your channel, I'm looking at it now, it has almost, it's almost up to a half a million subscribers. And the number of views, I mean, is obviously in the millions because I'm looking at your video right now on Waterhammer and it's got over a million views in itself. Actually, here's another one, how to sinkholes form that has 5 million views. So the number of views is astronomical and on a simple video, like how do sinkholes form? It really is crazy to me. I mean, did you anticipate any of this? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I had no idea that people would find it that interesting. And, you know, I grew up in a town of about 2,000 people, so it's hard for me to even fathom these numbers. And I try not to pay <laughs> too much attention to it and not let it get to my head. It's hard for me to even understand what the difference is between, you know, 100 views and a million views. It's just impossible to fathom. So let's talk about kind of like your goals and your idea or your inspiration for doing this. Like, what is your goal? Besides the fact that you like making these videos and you obviously love civil engineering and things related to engineering. Do you have a goal for the channel or is there something you're trying to do specifically with it? I really don't. And and that's not to say that it, it's directionless, but it's a hobby, you know, it's something I do for fun in my free time. It does have some things that I get a lot out of. One of the major ones being that it communicates engineering in a way that people who are not technical or or don't have a lot of exposure to that field can understand. And I think that's really valuable, especially for students, because, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know what it meant to be an engineer. And, you know, when you're trying to choose what you want to be when you grow up, that's really challenging, especially if you don't have a lot of exposure to a certain career. So I've gotten so many emails from people saying, hey, you know, you got me interested in studying civil engineering or just any field of engineering. And so I think that's one thing that maybe wasn't the original purpose of the channel, but now that I've kind of realized how much power it has, that's one thing that really motivates me to keep going. 
I mean, a couple of things that come to mind for me are, I mean, basically by virtue of your garage and a video camera, you are explaining different aspects of engineering to millions of people around the world, which I find to be interesting. And I don't know, like, I kind of feel like, I don't know how you feel about it. It's your project, but do you feel like any kind of responsibility? Do you feel like, man, this video has to be good or I've got to make sure that I've got all this stuff in it because I've got all these viewers or are you just like, is it the same as like day one where you're just going out there and shooting a video? I do feel a little bit more responsibility. Number one, because of the numbers, you know, a lot more people are watching the video. So I feel like I need to be a little bit more careful about, you know, the technical accuracy, but also, you know, because I have a license now. And so I have a responsibility to the profession and that's something that I take very seriously. And so I spend a lot of time, especially writing scripts to make sure that, you know, that I'm not misrepresenting anything and that I'm not, I don't know. I just, I want to make sure that people see the best side of what we do. Now talk to me about time. I mean, I would imagine that as the channel grows and there's all these like people either reaching out to you or I don't have a huge YouTube channel, but is it becoming more of a time commitment or? I mean, I would say that I'm pretty maxed out on how much my free time I could spend on it. But with the growth has come and come some additional financial help, like the ad revenue that comes off the videos. And so that frees me up to, you know, hire professionals to help me out, which I'm still kind of exploring what's the most efficient way to do that. But it certainly helps with the time commitment because that is really the limiting factor on how much content I can produce. I mean, I do some video work. I know enough to know that these videos, while they may only be four or five minutes or some of them are longer, it's certainly a, a lot more work than that that goes into shooting them and editing them and the, all the different scenes and different things. So it's certainly a pretty big amount of work. And what do you, would you say you publish like monthly or? Yeah, it was pretty sporadic at first, but now I've kind of gotten it down to where I try to publish a video once a month. And do you forecast these things out in advance or is it kind of like whatever's coming at you as far as questions or things or how do you select your schedule? That's changed over time too. Now, especially when I'm working with, you know, companies that do post-production, you kind of have to have stuff. You got to be ahead of the game a little bit. And so usually I try to have all the, the writing and production done a month before publish date. And then that last month leading up to the publication is post-production work. And that's another thing. Another reason I do that is because now a lot of my videos have sponsors. And so they want to see a preview of the video before it gets published and stuff. So it's kind of moved my schedule back a little bit. I have to be ahead of myself a little bit more than I used to. So the sponsor part of it was a function of the views, I would assume, not something that you had planned when you started the channel, right? No, it wasn't. And it's a really interesting, it's still very new to me, you know, this whole market of influencer, I don't even know the correct terminology, but it has opened a lot of doors for me as far as, you know, being able to do cooler things on the channel, being able to work with professionals to, to increase the quality of the content. Because obviously, you know, I don't have any formal training in in any aspect of video production. Which honestly, I didn't know because if I watch your videos, I mean, they're, they're very good. So, I mean, I, I had <laughs> to me, it seems like you're a civil engineer by day and a, a producer by night. Yeah, well, that's partly a function of, you know, just how much time I've spent on it and partly a function of working with people who know what they're doing. 
I do think the sponsors is a good part of it. I mean, listen, I've been doing the podcast for several years now and it's free and available for civil engineers, but we've had some great sponsors like PPI, for example. And what's great about the sponsor component of it is they're able to keep the show free. We're able to have a producer as well so that I don't have to edit the show and I can focus on the guests and the content and things like that. I think it's a trade-off that's worth it. And quite frankly, if you have good sponsors with good products and services, a lot of times it's a win-win for everybody because you could provide a discount or you could provide a service to one of the viewers that they probably, quite frankly, need. That's a good component of it as well. But I'm interested to know how doing this channel has affected you in your civil engineering career. Like, for example, does it make you think differently with any of the concepts at work or do you see any overlap like between the two from that perspective? Whew, that's a tough question. Well, I mean, part of it is honestly just through doing the videos, especially doing the upfront research and, and writing a script. I have a my discipline in civil engineering is water resources. A lot of the stuff I do videos on, I don't have a lot of, you know, formal training on that stuff. So just being able to kind of explore parts of engineering that I didn't know a little bit before has, you know, helped me be more well-rounded engineer. Trying to think of other things. No, that's a really good point, actually, because I think in civil engineering, of all engineering disciplines, we have a lot of different areas of civil engineering. And the more you can learn about the different areas, I always try to preach to civil engineers, the more value you can bring to the table for your clients and your company because you're become a more well-rounded engineer. And I can see how all these videos, and I'm looking at all your videos now, so I could see kind of all the different topics that you have could really be helpful in that vein. In fact, I'm seeing you have one on dam failure, how quicksand causes dam failures. You have one on how soil destroys buildings, steam hammer. So again, a lot of these things can help. And the reason also that I wanted to interview you on the civil engineering podcast is because I feel like as a civil engineer, some of your videos could be helpful for that purpose as well. You know, like if I'm a civil engineer and I don't know that much about land surveying, now I can watch your video. How does land surveying work and have a much better handle on it? And then when I go to a client meeting, if I need to talk about surveying, I could talk about surveying. So I don't know if you realize that you're providing that value to your fellow civil engineers, but I definitely think that that's a value for the site, for the listeners and watchers. I'm glad you mentioned that because it isn't something I really considered. You know, a lot of the videos I do are fairly, they're fundamentals. You know, they're things that most civil engineers or, you know, most technical professionals in whatever topic the video's on. They already understand that stuff, but I am working with a few the companies that do kind of online learning to license the content that I've created to, you know, to kind of repackage it into training videos so for exactly the reason you said. And so that's been kind of cool too. Wow. That's like a whole nother project, man. Yeah, I know. Because you have some spare time on your hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure your wife is saying another project. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great, man. I mean, this is all really interesting to me. Like I said, I'm a big proponent of being a well-rounded civil engineer. My wife's a geotech. In fact, I did mostly site development, residential stormwater, and just being able to have conversations with her about some of the geotechnical components of a project took me some time to be able to do. And so I would imagine that somebody on a team or in a company where you have to have those conversations could also be very valuable. So where are you headed next? Is you're going to continue to go with the monthly videos and just continue to see where it goes from here? Yeah. I mean, this has always just been a hobby for me. And that's, I mean, I love my career. <laughs> I don't have any intention of going in a different direction anytime soon. 
So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm fairly maxed out on the amount of time I can spend on the channel, and I'm totally cool with that. I do have some ideas for changing the direction of the channel or maybe starting an, another YouTube channel to talk more about infrastructure issues or things like that. You know, I have a lot of ideas always swimming around in my head, but no real concrete plans yet to do anything new. That's great. I mean, ideas are good and, you know, you evaluate them and you see what ultimately makes sense. And your company, I'm assuming, is aware of this and they're supportive of it, or at least they're comfortable with it, it seems like. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, in fact, I mean, you can't not be aware. I mean, who's not aware of it? It's a half a million <laughs> subscribers. Yeah, but. no, they are. And you walk a, a little bit of a thin line there because you have to realize, you know, I am an employee and and even when I'm not on the clock, I represent my employer. And so when you were talking about responsibility, that's another uh, responsibility that I carry with the channel. But generally, they're really thrilled about it. They sometimes post my videos on their social media. They like it. I think they should be proud of what you're putting out. It's really great stuff. I think it has a lot of value to a lot of different people from the person, the young kid that wants to learn about engineering, get interested in engineering, which I know we're all interested. I mean, listen, ASCE just partnered up with the Dream Big film that they've put a lot of a lot of efforts in. And I can see how a lot of the stuff you're doing is helpful in that arena. And then, like I said, the value that I see in this, and I know some of the videos are basic, but I don't think they're maybe as basic as you think in some regards for some civil engineers that just don't work in these other fields. And that's why if you're listening out there and you're a civil engineer and you want to have, you know, you want to widen your knowledge base on civil engineering into some different disciplines, Brady's Practical Engineering YouTube channel can definitely help you do that. And I think depending on the discipline you're in, I think that it could help you to bring some more value and insights to some of your work conversations when you get around the table with multiple colleagues, consultants, prospective clients, et cetera. So you may be able to utilize some of Grady's content for that. So Grady, keep up the good work on the channel. What I'd like to do now is I'd like to keep you with me for a couple more minutes and take you into the hot seat segment where I want to ask you a couple of more professional development questions. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. Now it's time for our CE Hot Seat segment, which in today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, PPI. Do you want to advance in your career, but not sure where to start? All of us have been there at one point. One surefire way to grow in your profession is to get your civil engineering license. The best place to gather info on civil licensure and pick from multiple review options is PPI2Pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. Visit PPI2Pass.com to learn how you can start preparing for your exam right away and take one step closer to career advancement. That's PPI, the number two, pass.com. For a little extra encouragement, I have a 20% off promo code available to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code TCE8 on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. Again, that's the promo code TCE8, the number eight. All right, I'm back here with Grady Hillhouse. We're going to wrap up our episode with the CE Hot Seat segment of Fire Off a Couple Questions at Grady. You ready, Grady? I'm ready. All right, what is one book that you recommend to engineers regularly or just one book that you found to be extremely helpful in your professional or personal development? 
I mean, I read a lot, but mainly I read for pleasure. You know, at the end of a long day, I really don't dive into more civil engineering or stuff like that. But I will say I really like biographies. I've read a lot of really good ones. And I think it's interesting to learn about, especially, you know, really high profile people and what makes them tick. So I like uh, biographies about the old scientists like Albert Einstein and Tesla and all that. But I also like, you know, the newer guys like Elon Musk, I think. There's some really interesting things to learn about those guys. Do you have any routines like rituals or routines that you practice every day? For example, do you have a specific morning routine or a lunchtime routine or something that you do consistently on a daily basis that contributes to your success as a professional? The first thing I do when I get to work in the morning is I pull out a yellow post-it note and I write down the things that I want to try to get done that day. That helps me kind of focus my energy and and avoid getting distracted. I found it's especially with email, it's really easy to get distracted when you're sitting at a computer, especially, you know, all day. So I try to focus my energy by, you know, choosing the things that I want to accomplish that morning. The other habit that I found that really helps me at work is to do emails by batch processing. So maybe once an hour or or less frequently than that. Just answer all the emails and then close out of Outlook and not think about it. Because as soon as that email pops up, it distracts you from what you're doing. And a lot of times, I mean, I'm sure this is true for most jobs, but I know in engineering, focus is important. And so if you've got emails distracting you, that reduces your productivity. So I try to do it once every so often and then ignore it for the rest of the day. That's great. It's good that you have the ability to focus and you're able to just do that because most people can't, they just don't have the kind of focus and determination to get that done. And I know it can really, it's kind of like on a project when you have scope creep, you can have email creep. And I think it just creeps into every aspect of your day. It can be destructive. So that's a good one. All right, Grady, one final question here, which we call the critical civil engineering career elevator advice question. So if you got into an elevator with a civil engineer and you had about 30 seconds or 30 to 40 seconds with him or her to give him or her some career advice in that short period of time, what would it be? Okay. (laughs) Make a bunch of videos on YouTube. (laughs) Well, I mean, in that same vein, I would say find what it is that you really enjoy about the profession because that, Passion will buoy you in your job. You don't want to show up to a a job that you don't like. And so that's really valuable. On the complete opposite side of the spectrum, I would say for any engineer, one of the most important things you got to focus on is quality. And so making sure that your calculations are checked and double checked, that you're, uh, you know, putting out quality work. That's really, really important. And that's not something that you learn in school. You turn in your homework, you get an 80, you're done. But in civil engineering, especially parts of the profession that have to do with the public safety, you can't get anything less than 100 on everything you turn in. And so that's just something that I think is really important for a brand new civil engineer coming up. Well, that's great. I'm glad you said that because I think in, in 80 episodes with that question, I don't think anyone's ever talked about quality, which is interesting. I think people maybe talk about their career development and other things, but I couldn't agree with you more that Quality is something that is certainly at a premium. And I think in a, in a world where we tend to rush things and budgets are tight and projects are fast moving, can become a little bit more challenging. And I'm glad that you really drove that home. I think too, what you said there about passion is great because at first glance, when you look at your YouTube page, 
you could kind of think like, man, I don't know how this guy keeps up with everything between his job and doing all these videos and all these subscribers and views. But also, I think from speaking with you here for the last 30 minutes, it's obvious that the two very much overlap, especially in terms of your ability mentally to focus on different things is that, you know, there is a positive overlap. You can see things at work or get ideas and then make these videos that can inspire people. Also, you might learn things in making the videos that can help you in the workplace and back and forth. So it seems that one with the other works very well together as opposed to one having to take away from the other. And that's great. I think that's really great. I feel really fortunate to have found out. It is a very weird hobby, I guess, but you're right. There is a lot of overlap, but, and yet it is a way for me to decompress after work, you know? And so it functions as a hobby, but also as something that helps me in my career. Well, Grady, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. I know you're busy with all the stuff you have going on. So thank you. I was glad to be here. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation there with Grady as much as I did. Before we sign off, I do want to just remind you about our upcoming Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop. Come on, it's five weeks. I'm telling you, invest in yourself for this five-week course. It's only a couple of hours a week, but you're going to get these live skill building sessions where you can ask myself questions and other motivated professionals questions about how they're developing these skills. I'll give you very specific strategies and action items that you can take and do right away to become a better communicator, a better networker, more productive, a better speaker, whether it's presenting in front of a couple of people or a large audience, and also inside leadership tips. And these are tips from interviewing hundreds of civil engineers and executives and CEOs that I break down in this course for you. And it's an interactive course. We have a forum online. You'll have access to it. You'll have access to myself and other coaches. And it's going to be well worth the investment. So go to engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com and sign up today. Our next session starts April 23rd. And also just a reminder that we're looking for another sponsor for the Civil Engineering Podcast so we can possibly add more episodes and keep it free for our listeners. And if you have a product or service, that you'd like to get in front of civil engineers, listen, you might have a dynamite product that can help civil engineers and we can bring that to them and you'll get a lot of exposure and our listeners will get a tool that they can use to add more value to their clients. So it could be a win-win altogether and you could reach me at afasano, that's A-F as in Frank, A-S-A-N-O at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Please remember you can find the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode 81, that's 81. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as any links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success. 